This is your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes jam-packed with up-to-the-minute news from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. I'm not going to the top story first. The top story is going to hijack the entire show. Today is when public impeachment hearings started, and I'm overwhelmed with... I feel like I've cracked the code in three different directions. And I just, I don't, I am dying to hear what you have to say about something that isn't the top headline, but I can't let this show go without hearing about it. What the heck is with the Epstein, Epstein didn't kill himself meme? What's going on? It even popped up in our, in one of our comment threads. What the heck? Yeah, about a week and a half ago, maybe one of the, Military dog trainers or handlers, I believe, was a guest on Fox News. Yes, Jesse Waters I saw show that. gave yeah. this nice interview and very professional interview. Then at the end of the interview, he said, "Thank you very much." And Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. And <laughs> that was great. That kind of started the meme where you're talking to someone about something else completely, and then very <laughs> casually you say. Oh, and Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> I like to do that with taxation as theft. Oh, that's another good one. Yeah, that's a good one. This and it, and it, like a non sequitur. Yeah, meme. very non sequitur. <laughs> and it's spread. It's so, so fun. It's cropped up on MSNBC. Somebody who was at one of Ben Shapiro's talks, they asked a question and ended it with that. It was on a note stuck on top of a telephone pole on a video on Twitter. I'm pretty sure the person who took the video did that. Knew that. Of yeah, course. and there's a student outside the Alabama LSU game who did it at the end of an interview <laughs> being asked a question. We got one in our iTunes reviews. There's I memes all over the internet. My friend's kids were saying it in casual conversation. Oh my gosh. It's like the gnome yeah. that pops up in pictures. Yeah, exactly. Now John McAfee is saying... Oh, really? He say, he, although he's saying something a little bit different. And this oh, is my really? greater point. Is he saying that Jeffrey Epstein was murdered. The meme is Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, not Jeffrey Which Epstein could go either way. was murdered. Yeah, right. because I think that this has the potential, the way that they continue to keep talking about it, to reinforce this idea that Jeffrey Epstein is definitely dead. And I just don't believe that – I don't believe that that's definitely the case. Right. I, that's I, why, actually, I – it's not – because it's not Epstein was murdered – like, that's very clear that they're not saying Epstein was murdered. They're saying Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah. Very clear. And that's why I can embrace it, because I really don't know what the answer is. But I'm pretty confident he didn't kill himself. I'm confident he didn't as well. And I think everybody was confident of that before this meme started. It's not like there's people really disagreeing or pushing back. Everybody's right. kind of agreeing. But he was the type of person who would seek some sort of witness protection and if you look at – read the prison manual, which I did, he fits into the person who would do that. And he had – he gathered this information for years on these people. We heard the woman and the journalist who said they had the cameras and they had the testimony from some of the people who were down on the island. He did that for a reason, and that's mm -hmm. so that he could use it if this situation ever arised. And now I don't know if he's outing – if he exchanged information, if this were true, to out other people or if he had some other type of information that was valuable to them. See, I feel his his connections, his protections are actually higher than that, which also makes him That's more possible. vulnerable. Yeah. It also makes him more vulnerable. So let's say he's Mossad, right? And say yes. that goes above and beyond all this stuff that we – Mossad can get to you in witness protection, you know, and they can keep you from getting killed too. 
Right. So exactly. That's another. Does he get? You know, he's ready. He looks like he's ready for plastic surgery. Every picture I've seen lately is like he looks ten years older than last year. <laughs> so I figured I could just give him plastic surgery. He's got the resources, or at least access to the resources, to live the high life and emerge as some other Jeffrey Epstein. He doesn't even have to change his name. There's so many damn Jeffrey Epstein. That's very true. <laughs> and. I think the hashtag, hashtag Jeffrey Epstein is not dead might be an appropriate one for people who believe this theory. And I also want to say that somebody tweeted this at us a few days ago. Brian Stelter of Reliable Sources on CNN, most unreliable show on television. <laughs> he opens his show each week by saying, this is your weekly look at the news behind the scenes and how the news gets made. That's how he opens his show. So it's about media analysis and how they create the news. And yet he did an entire show without mentioning the fact that there was a leaked video of an ABC news reporter saying that they buried the Jeffrey Epstein story three years ago. That falls right into the alley of what his show claims to do. Did not mention it, not one peep. What show? And does he say the whistleblower's name? No, according to him, the whistleblower's <laughs> name hasn't been leaked. Has not been named. Uh, so I, I, do, I have noticed that when they go out of their way, they just ignore. It's like when that ISIS beheading video was in. There's like 21 Coptic Christians were beheaded, and there was on FoxNews.com the analyst that said clearly there that was just you can see the green screen effect like if for this to be reality the isis guys would have had to been seven feet tall and you can see that it's a loop of like (laughs) seven people three times and all this stuff this was on foxnews.com yet megan kelly forever after that would refer to the slaughter of Coptic Christians as being like the reason that we care about Libya and Egypt and all that. I'm like, you can just, it's like when Larry Pratt was on Pierce Morgan talking about gun control. It's like facts just bounce off your head. Don't they? They just bounce off your head. (laughs) There's so many stories that are just so over the top and that are not real that I guess it gets hard to distinguish in between the ones that are real and the ones that aren't. I don't know. I think it, I, I, that's like that JFK thing. Like, what is so shocking about the JFK conspiracy is that everyone knows it and just pretends it's not true. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, you know it, but the world that you need to live in doesn't allow for that. Like Eric, Edward Snowden said, people who need conspiracy theories to believe someone's in control. It's like, no, 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 no. The world you need to live in is that... That no one is, that that we're all free. That's the fantasy you need, that you can't even face these realities, which are, like, uh, in indisputable. It's funny how that connects to the Jeffrey Epstein finding recently, because the guy, the coroner, the guy who did the examination of JFK's yes. body, the one who determined that it was a magic bullet and it was only a lone shooter is the same guy who also came to the conclusion that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. So that's a well, and a... that that to me is just such a setup. Like right. clearly, that guy was planted. And I'll tell you, within an hour of the Epstein thing, I was like, this thing is going to be all about conspiracy theory, which is the smoke and mirrors to keep us from actually. It's the noise. Like you can see it in the Cass Sunstein memo and other things that tell you, like just fill the air with noise, so that yes. people can't pull out the thing that's true. Yeah, and they're absolutely doing that with the impeachment hearings, especially. 
I've got you start on that and I will tell because I'm just overwhelmed by the deeper insight I feel like I have into this or I can tell you my my big big picture takeaway I just imagine if your life the your happiness were resting on the outcome of this impeachment trial like it would appear so many Americans happiness is just relying on whether or not he gets outed or not and there's everything is riding on this at least the way they're presenting it in the news I mean what a miserable sad life that would be and the whole those people like the Brian Stel it's Stelter Stelter okay. shithead I shouldn't say that the- but he is he is <laughs> he covered up for Epstein I have a video of it okay yeah ago. that's true but these people who not him like he knows probably he doesn't care yes but there are people who require this false narrative and it goes to what we were just saying like like it's a lot the real hardcore liberal democrats were the 9-11 truthers yeah those people are not all dead where are they you know what i mean now all of a sudden conspiracy theories are theorists are white supremacists yeah and this is all real yeah (laughs) Right, exactly. I mean, it's just the ability for people to fool themselves is mind-boggling. It really is mind-boggling, and the way the media overwhelms us like we talked about, it plays into that. I would start the impeachment discussion with, did you see the four talking points, the leaked Republican talking points, the defenses that the Republicans are going to be – throwing at the impeachment thing today. It well, was I leaked. saw the headline, but I didn't see him, so why don't you tell me what they were? It was leaked by Democrats, by the way. Who? How did they get it? I don't know, but it's pretty obvious what they are. <laughs> but This is what they're, they're doing. Moles, I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what they are, but here's what they're doing with it. I watched a few of the CNN programs last night and earlier today. Is The reason that this was leaked is because if you're only watching CNN and MSNBC and all these other Outlets, you're not hearing any of the defense. So if you hear some of these defenses fresh on – if you hear the Senate or the Congress people questioning the witnesses live and you, and you go, well, I, I never thought of that. that I, don't, I don't have a, a justification for that in my mind, so you might start to feel a little bit of cognitive dissonance. They leaked this so that they could spend every program last night across MSNBC and CNN stating them, just like they say in the CNN deception manual, giving them the the responses that people are going to have. Here are their defenses. CIA or CNN deception? CIA, yeah, maybe maybe both. (laughs) Here are the defenses that the opposition is going to have, and here's why they're just ridiculous and incredible. Oh, of course. The preemptive slam, of course. The preemptive discrediting of them, and here they are. The first one is... That the July 25th call shows no, no condition or evidence of pressure, which is funny because the Ukrainian president yesterday came out and said he was asked about it. He said he felt no pressure. He felt no coercion. He said that there was no blackmail, there was no corruption, that it was just a call. This is the Ukrainian president who said that yesterday, said no bribery, all the stuff they're talking about today. He said none of it happened. Can you imagine if you, if somebody was openly talking about you saying, Monica was coerced into doing this, and you're going, no, I wasn't, and they're going, no, 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 yes, you were. You were coerced into doing No, no, I wasn't. Yes, you were. So despite Zelensky saying the opposite of what they're claiming. I guess they're saying he's too dumb to know he was coerced. I mean, isn't this insulting to the Ukrainian president for him to be openly saying that what the Democrats are saying is wrong, yet they're still claiming it's true? 
I think so. I What I'm really confused by, though, is I heard the impeachment testimony this morning from Bill Taylor, and it, he had this entire narrative that I just don't buy. So whatever, I mean, they're, they're saying stuff that contradicts that, but I don't believe it anyway. Yeah, the other three are, I, I did hear some of that stuff too. The other three are President Zelensky and Trump. Uh, they both said there was no pressure on the call, just like uh, I was just mentioning. And then the third one is that Ukraine was not aware that there was a hold on the security at the time of the call. And the fourth one is that the assistance was given despite the fact that an investigation into Biden was not announced. So they discredited all those. They spent the past couple of days doing that on the uh, left wing networks. And <laughs> so now they can just when they hear it on the hearing, they go, oh, yeah, there's that BS. So wait, excuse. what were the middle two again? It was a little too fast for me. The second one was that President Trump and President Zelensky have both said there was no pressure on the call. What's so? What, that was the first one, though. I that thought. was the second one. The first one's similar to that. The first one is that on the July 25th call, the summary of the conversation shows no condition or evidence of pressure. Right. Okay. And then what was the third one? The third one was that the Ukraine government was not aware that the aid was being withheld at the time of the call. Yes. That is important. Yeah. Because that actually totally contradicts with what Bill Taylor said this morning, that they actually talked about the aid being withheld. Oh, one more thing before you go into that. I'm not going into that because I was just – that's not I, – I just – like there was so much. I didn't hear it all. Somebody on that. CNN last night talking about Bill Ta Taylor, and we pointed this out weeks ago when this guy's name yeah. first came up. Every time his name comes up, I say he is the most credible person. <laughs> yes, and somebody on CNN said last night, they said Bill Taylor's credibility is uh, <laughs> amazing. Bird. He's done this. He was in the military. He's done that. His credibility is not to be questioned. It cannot be questioned. They literally said his credibility cannot be questioned. I was watching him lie. Like I actually switched from listening to the serious. You know what that means? What does it mean? It's Yiddish for penis. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's too, that's just too graphic for me as a New Yorker. <laughs> so, so I'm watching him. Like he's a liar is what he is. I don't know if he's a putz or not, but he is looking into the camera on. I was, so I had to switch from listening to it on Sirius to watching it to see like, or he's looking at whoever he's talking to, to see like how these people are like pulling off these lies. And I'll tell you him and Adam Schiff, they were just steadfast in their gaze i was like wow wow like that's a special gift this is how they can pick people as teens they're like lie to me again man like comey yeah. comey like he his claim to fame was as a teenager he was such a credible liar he nearly got somebody killed like so, yeah. death penalty or whatever gone to jail forever i mean to, to lie like that is pretty amazing can i tell you something about adam schiff that i learned sure. last night mm -hmm. yes that in his spare time Oh, boy. <laughs> Is this going to be more vulgar than that? <laughs> he writes... Name-calling. <laughs> ...screenplays and pitches them to Hollywood agencies. None of them like have been Mnuchin accepted yet. Who? Or Mnuchin. Oh, the Secretary yeah. of Treasury made Central Intelligence that movie and a lot of other movies. You remember when movie. Schiff read Trump's transcripts and then he just made up a dramatic reading of Trump's transcripts a few oh, weeks ago. Oh, this is... Okay. So, so Schiff, he's written, this is part of the subject. Right. So that's what I say. Like Adam Schiff is becoming the center of it. Here I did predict that Schiff's screenplays. The first one he ever wrote is a pre-Holocaust story called Remnant, 
That one didn't get picked up. His second one is a murder mystery called Minotaur. A Minotaur, by the way, is a mythical Greek bull-headed monster with the body of a of a person and no. the head of a bull. Oh, wow. That and what's what the is... one with the body? Oh, that's a centaur. Centaur. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And that one didn't get picked up. And his third one... <laughs> it's a murder mystery of a His minotaur. third one is uh, a spy drama. Maybe it's about a elderly house speaker. Maybe two lovers. So, so those are... He's a screenplay writer. He writes fiction. <laughs> fantasy. My gosh. So, well, that's part of this whole thing. That's where we're going to flip the script and make a shift the, the main story. Yeah. So... This, what what made me think of this guy as being a liar, like looking into the camera as a liar, was Schiff and Taylor clearly had this set up. I, I'm lucky in all of this that I actually uh, heard them really tell us what this is all about, and I and I'm afraid it will disappear forever. So I stopped the live stream, and I fortunately I rewinded it, and I took like a video on my phone of it, two minutes of. This is what it's all about. Schiff asks, I want to, I mean, I don't have a clip or anything, but I, I actually scribbled down my pen, the quotes. I would like to read them if, uh, if you can tolerate yeah, that. Yeah, go for it. So Schiff says, how does this affect our national security? If we believe in a principle of sovereignty of nations where countries get to determine their own economic, political, and security alliances, we have to support Ukraine and its fight. That our kind of, a, that, the kind of aggression we see by Russia can't stand. That's what H.W. Bush said about Iraq. It's the foreign like the policy focus. Russian can't stand. So how is it in the interest of, how does it impact American national security that we provide, or how is it important to American national security that we provide for a robust defense of Ukraine sovereignty? So that's the question. And we can talk about that for a second. Yeah. Defend Ukraine sovereignty. I mean, we have covered from the very beginning even before I knew you, I was covering this, that we orchestrated a coup in Ukraine in complete defiance of its sovereignty and its right to self-determination, its right to economic, political, and security alliances. Specifically, they were making an economic and political alliance with Russia that we would not allow. And we killed people and overthrew their government to stop it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what he's saying. So he's setting it up so that we to try to this whole thing is about convincing. I'll give you the punchline first of the two the two things that this to me was really really about. One is this rock solid Bill Taylor and the way he was talking about it. He makes it crystal clear, just like the theme we that you brought up, that the deep state is pure of intention. Yep. That they are there, that they know better than we do, and they are pure of intention. Yeah. They might bend the rules, but it's all, and that's what Edward Snowden was saying, but they are pure of intention, okay? Yeah. And the second thing Can I is, say one thing to yeah, relate yeah, to yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. John Bolton, there was a story about John Bolton giving behind closed door talks to at like a meeting or something, bashing Trump's foreign policy decisions saying similar things to Taylor, to what you're saying here. So this this uh, unity in foreign policy and, and war stuff, the, regardless of who it is, but the deep state actors is coming out in other from other areas too. And that the disputes 
are all about what's good for the country. Yeah, right. Right? Like, I heard that Bolton stuff. Like, this is a drug game or whatever, a drug deal. or you know. And they're all talking about their opinions about the best policy for national security. Richard Haas, Council on Foreign yeah, Relations, same thing. Yeah, they all act like there's nobody. So we're supposed to be getting all this behind-the-scenes stuff, all this inside baseball, and the number one takeaway is every single person here is pure of intention. Absolutely. Now, I'm... Reading a book, this is one of those times when my husband's just like, I don't, I don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the book I'm going to show you is, it's called Western Mainstream Media and the Ukraine Crisis, A Study in Conflicts Propaganda by Oliver Boyd Barrett. And if, if the publishers ever thought that anyone would read this book, it could not have been written. Really? It's, yes, it so is. You just got that, right? Oh, it was so expensive. These like academic things are like sixty bucks. They are, yeah. Oh, they're so freaking yeah. expensive. So um, you already read it? No, I'm star. Yeah, I'm on page like fifteen, eighteen. <laughs> it's a, it's. I couldn't bring it on my vacation to Hawaii. I had to. I had to take something a little. The, the <laughs> biography of Marie Antoinette, a little lighter reading. Yeah. So this Oliver Boyd Barrett, I, I'm tempted to buy everything he ever wrote before it all gets scooped away, but he completely validates everything that I've been able to glean about Ukraine. Like really? all this stuff. Yes, the Western media not only misrepresented, but basically represented what happened in Ukraine as the opposite of what happened. That yeah. it was Russian aggression. It's completely not. I think this guy's British, but he works in America. I don't know, but he's a professor and he's above reproach. <laughs> his mind <laughs> cannot be questioned his credibility. But let me just read for you the passage that Taylor clearly he he was saying it. He wasn't reading it. He was reading everything else. This was absolutely planned and scripted. This is the message that is supposed to be implanted deeply into your brain. I'm surprised they didn't have some kind of like fire alarm going off right before it so that your brain would open up and they yeah. could dump this in. Yeah. This is what he said. We so we he said we have a national security policy. <laughs> I scribbled it down so I got hopefully I can read my own writing. A national defense policy that identifies Russia and China as adversaries. Russians are violating all the rules, treaties, understandings that they committed to that actually kept the peace in Europe for almost 70 years until they invaded Ukraine in 2014. They had abided by sovereignty of nations, inviolability of borders. I just have to interrupt for a second, like we do in Syria. Uh. Syria and Ukraine are like the same thing. It's like gas into Europe. I think those are two, if you look at them, they're the two bottlenecks of getting gas into Europe. We do the same thing in both places. But we did not respect the sovereignty. We had a coup in Ukraine. So it says that pro-democracy coup, right? Yes, to to take out the democratically elected guy because the dumb people who elected him didn't realize he wasn't really democratic. Now they got a dumb president (laughs) there who doesn't even realize he's being coerced. So it says that that rule of law, that order, you know, order, that rule of law, that order that kept the peace in Europe. So Kissinger uses that, the world order, the new world order, like that's where all that comes from, order. That kept the peace in Europe and allowed for prosperity. So for all you people who just want to be rich, as well as peace in Europe. 
was violated by the Russians. And if we don't push back on that violation, then that will continue. And that, Mr. Chairman, affects us. Okay, so first of all, they started it. We have to push back or it'll continue. This is the kind of stuff you heard in Iraq and Kuwait, Vietnam, everything. We have to push back. But here's here's where the it's totally immoral for conservatives to buy this stuff, but they do it because they... They don't understand the true meaning of thou shalt not kill and thou shalt not steal. Sorry. I'm, just, I'm not saying you conservatives are listening to this. I mean like the neoconservatives. Uh, I think some conservatives listen to us, some libertarians, some truthers. But I'm just saying like the neoconservative thing, which has bastardized true conservatism, traditional conservatism, like my father was. Okay. It says it, it affects. So this affects us, Mr. Chairman. It affects the world that we live in, that our children will grow up in, our grandchildren. This affects the kind of world we want to see overall. So that affects our national interests very directly. So Ukraine is on the front line of that conflict. This is the book or this is Taylor? No, this is what Taylor is saying to shift today. So he's advocating a foreign policy in favor of Ukraine. Yes, he's trying to justify. Here's the thing. This is where it always comes down to. Conservatives believe in like the Ten Commandments and stuff like that. They It's very hard to get even the most brainwashed neocon voter. Well, I don't know about that. But it's the problem with the conservative position is they they realize that you can't aggress on somebody. You can't invade another country. Unless they are going to be a physical threat to you. That's yeah. how real defense works. The liberals aren't like that. The liberals can do like a humanitarian war, of, a humanitarian war yeah. right? Now, this is post-Obama. Prior to that, they, they had their shit together. But right now, they, they just, whatever. But here's where, where the, conserv- the neoconservatives kind of sw- like mess it up in your head. They say that your national interest is the same as national defense, national security. They use all those things together. But a just war expressly forbids doing, making an aggressive move in another country on the basis of national interest. So because it affects us, it affects our children, it affects our grandchildren, it affects the world we live in, that doesn't mean we have a right to control it. So this is, it's, it affects the kind of world we want to see overall. That's what he said. The kind of world we want to see. First of all, who the hell is we? Who the hell is we? And and he means America. And why do we get to, to, to determine the kind of world we want to see overall and get to, to enforce that at a point of a gun at the expense of another nation? That's not everything everyone does affects everything in the world. The butterfly's wing flapping affects everything. You have no right to control how you are affected by the free actions of other individuals. And that applies as you go up the chain to other countries and other groups, whatever. You can keep somebody from taking your stuff, killing you uh, personally. And if you have some collective agreement where you own something in joint, you can jointly defend but you are not allowed to change other people's world because their decisions affect you. Yeah. Affecting. I mean, that's the reason to do anything. As violating. You could use that. You could use it affects us to do absolutely anything. Yeah, that is what Hitler would say. That's what they do with climate change. You're affecting the world I live in. Yeah. What is this guy doing 
promoting a specific foreign policy angle or position during impeachment hearings into abuse of power. What does his opinion on foreign policy have to do with this investigation? And it's what Haas talks about, and it's what you just said. A a great point. He is just saying that the whole big picture reason that they're just there, this whole entire show, I I can't get into the the New York Times article and the Wall Street Journal article from today that talks about the corruption in Ukraine, the backstory. Uh, I have to say one thing about it. Kolomoisky, my favorite oligarch, (laughs) not really my least, the most infamous oligarch I know (laughs) of, said, oh, they said, he said the IMF is withholding aid because the IMF is withholding aid from Ukraine right now until they resolve the issue of Privat Bank, which Ukraine bailed out. You know, he's got whatever. <laughs> it's so freaking complicated and we're running out of time. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the talking points on CNN. They yeah. say the Republicans will tell you it's too complicated. It's too nuanced and you can't understand it. Don't listen I to ha- them. Here's how simple it is. I have to get into this tomorrow on this show. I will get into what Kolomoisky said. I really think that the aid at the heart of this, the corruption, had they that this is all about the corruption that at the heart of the Burisma scandal, and that almost like the impeachment thing is a cover for it. And yeah, I, I Trump could just be being used. He could be in. I don't know, but these guys are setting us up for aggression against russia mm-hmm. and the corruption stuff in the background plays into it they're i just it's 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 a huge it, there it's big and bad and it reminds me of the army war college podcast that you played on propaganda report where the guy said the 2020 election will provide a tripwire for America to understand the threat Russia poses. And this, I think, is a parallel track to get us to understand that where the, where, where the fight is to be fought Educating the against public. Russia. Like, as Bernays would say, this is a way of informing and educating the public of the threat of Russia through yes. these public hearings. Yeah, Irving Crystal said that too, that the job of the elite is to shape the opinions of the plebs. Well, they're certainly attempting to do that right now. This is an overwhelming amount of propaganda we're getting smacked in the face with, and we'll be all week, and we'll be here all week to cover it on your Drive Time News Blast, which you can find every day at 4 p.m. on thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with a Propaganda Report podcast feed. So have a drink, have a smoke. <laughs> I'm too hyped up for that. Too the music isn't working today. Well, the music is, isn't working. Watching only 20 minutes of this hearing can be <laughs> maddening. It's just like, this is a sham. I mean, All we right, knew maybe that. Maybe it's time but- for a couple of shots. I'm sure there's some drinking games we could come up with. (laughs) We'll see y'all tomorrow.